Did you say the same thing? Yes, when we walk into church. Good evening. It is 10 p.m. I have had morning, afternoon, now it's evening. Yes. And so Merry Christmas. Isn't it almost here? Are your presents wrapped? Oh, that's only me going no. <laughs> a pastor is always a bit unprepared at home because we prepare for church. So my family is just kind of used to that, and if they see me wandering around the house at midnight, that's just normal. All right. Well, we're going to have a wonderful music-filled service this evening. We do have a couple of things I want to mention. Our Holy Communion tonight, there has been a lot of COVID in the area, as well as RSV and other respiratory viruses. Some people have been coughing for a couple months. Um, tonight, we're going to be a little safe with people coming out of town and people heading to different towns. And so we're taking our communion by the little individual cups. When we do this, you want to be really careful with the top one. It's super thin. And so you just take the top one for the bread, and then the bottom one is the thicker one, just so that you know the diff that that's why it's harder. Just take that little thin one off. So we will do that. We also will be taking... Um, offering tonight, and I wanted to note to you it's a little bit different this year. We want to thank you for your generous gift, but we do want to mention to you tonight, if you wanted to go to a specific area, you need to designate that on the memo of your church. All other offerings will be going to our general fund. I think I did the housekeeping. Are we ready to sing? Let's rise to our fight, feet and sing together. Joy to the world. I'll invite you to remain standing for our call to worship through the opening prayer, and then we'll be able to sit for a while. Sing choirs of angels. Let the shepherds in the fields rejoice. For heaven has come down to earth. Sing choirs of angels. Let us sing together, O little town of Bethlehem.
Let us pray together. God of love, choirs of angels sang to your glory on the night of Jesus' birth. Open our mouths to sing your praise, that we might join the heavenly chorus as shepherds left their sheep in the fields. We may leave our cares behind, that we too may find hope of our salvation in the Christ child. On this most holy of nights, may our worship befit the Prince of Peace, who came to show us the depths of your love. Amen. You may be seated.
to a people longing for hope and yearning for deliverance, the prophet Isaiah declared, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness on them, light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Tonight we come seeking hope, peace, joy, and love, and we find these things in a child. God made flesh as a baby in a manger, a baby who is both the beginning and the end of our salvation, who dwells with us even now, our Emmanuel, God with us. We live as people in the in-between who celebrate the arrival of the light that shines in lost and broken places as we wait for the day when we will live in the fullness of God's kingdom. We light these candles as signs of our shocking hope, our just peace, our fierce joy, the love that transforms us, and Jesus Christ, our wondrous light. May the light burning in our hearts guide us, comfort us, protect us, and tend us in all seasons and circumstances, reminding us that day and night, in the light and in the darkness, God is with us. Our salvation has come. Amen. Our first scripture reading tonight is Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7, and I'm reading from the New International Version. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. 
the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And the next scripture reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. The birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own to the town to register. So Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in claws and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those of whom he favors rest. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured upon all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I heard a story where I read a story about a young girl who was in a Christmas play. This part of a small membership church, as some of us have been part of those churches, where there just aren't very many children to play all the parts. So this little girl got to play all three wise men. So she was wearing the finest cloak, dragging on the floor a little bit behind her because she was still a little bit short. She had the necklaces from all three magi around her neck, so she looked like she sparkled as she came up. She proudly approached the baby Jesus. She knelt down on her knee, and she offered him her gifts, and she said, I have these gifts for you, gifts of gold, 
of circumstance and of mud. And she proudly went back to her seat. This morning, unlike most Christmas Eves, and it's probably a little late worse now because it's been raining, there was mud on my steps. And so I was thinking about this mud as I was coming to church this morning as, as I had read about this young girl who had walked up to the altar. And I'm, I'm not going to say this is a real story because it was on the Internet. But, but you know how true the Internet is. It has a little bit of truth to it. So this morning I was walking and I noticed all that mud and I was thinking, I wonder how muddy that stable was where Jesus was born. Every year we look at this perfect image of Jesus in a manger with this soft, fluffy straw and Mary all wrapped in blue, so clean. Joseph standing next to her, and even the shepherds come into this picture as shiny and clean as possible, and it is beautiful. And I love the beauty in that. But there's a part of me that always wonders about the different types of things, like the mud. Now, when I was a girl in junior high, I went on an agricultural field trip, and we went to one of the modern farms at the time, and mind you, this was 30 years ago. Okay, more than 30 years ago. (laughs) And I walked in there, and they had an amazing setup. They had this floor with holes in it. So as you walked along, or as the cows walked along, Their mud went all the way through, and a conveyor took it out. Now, when we had this kind of mud in our barn at home, we had to get a shovel. And we had to shovel this and take it out in wheelbarrows or whatever and put it in the pile that was going to be spread on the fields later. We only had one or two cows ever when we were growing up, and so it wasn't a whole lot. It was still more than this young lady wanted to do when I was young or frankly even now but there's mud in our lives too when I think of how Jesus came to be born in a stable that wasn't so clean wasn't so perfect I picture it more of a manger to be honest with the like the hay manger where there's straw and there's feed And so there's a little less dirt. But even in my lifetime, straw is not the cleanest thing I've ever seen. And I think about mud. I just can't seem to get past that, that this place would have dirt in it. When I gave birth to my child, I gave birth, I had a C-section for my first child. And I was in the hospital, and the hospital is pristine. I mean, it is clean. They had scrubbed it from top to bottom probably every single day. And everything smelled clean and everything was fabulous. They told me if anybody comes in to visit you and hold your baby, make sure you wash, they wash their hands. My brother and sister-in-law came in. They, had, they were smokers. And they came in with a bit of an odor on them. 
And I looked at them and I said, yeah, you're not touching the baby until you wash your hands. And I was so strict. Now, by the time I had Jordan, my second child, here you go. (laughs) Because that's how you get by your second child. But this is Mary's first baby. So precious, so perfect. And shepherds come in from the field. And I imagine they too, depending on where she was in this manger, came in with a little bit of a scent to them. They had been with sheep, taking care of their flocks. They probably weren't showering real regularly. And so, so I picture this, and, and I don't know why I'm so focused on dirt this year, but I am. Maybe it's the warmth, maybe it's the weather, maybe it's everybody getting sick, but I just keep thinking about that. And then I think about those circumstances. I know it's supposed to be frankincense and myrrh, but those circumstances in life are very real. Each one of us has different circumstances in our life. Some of us have those circumstances that we look around and there's that empty chair in our living room. That stocking that due to circumstances is still folded in its box. And others of us have circumstances where there are so many stockings lined up this year and so many little gifts in them that they're just bulging. Our circumstances vary as widely as we do. From person to person, our circumstances change. And yet there is a constant in our life. Our constant is that love of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is our constant. Constant in the midst of our mud, in the midst of our circumstances, he is still present with us. That's amazing, isn't it? Jesus was born into this not-so-clean manger, but you know what? He was born in a manger, a place where somebody had offered hospitality when there was no more room left in their house. They looked at this young couple And they took pity on them, and they didn't send them out into the street to fend for themselves. They said, look, we've got a place for you. It isn't in our normal inn. It isn't quite in the attic even. It's, It's really closer to the animals, but it's dry, and it's warm. And if you're lucky, you might hear some mooing in the middle of the night. Maybe a few doves will, like, coo you to sleep. I'm not even sure, but but there's a place for you. Through the hospitality of strangers in a strange place where they had come just to do a a census, Jesus was born in the mud and muck of real life. Jesus still comes to us in our life where we are. It started that beautiful night with that star shining so bright to this lovely young couple A couple who Mary, who is a teenage girl at the time, had the wisdom and humility to recognize the worthiness of shepherds who came to visit, who listened to what they said, who pondered it in her heart. 
She had an open mind and an open heart and love for her new baby that was beyond what most of us can imagine. Because that baby was more than just any normal baby. He would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. And he remains that to this day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we have hope of salvation. We have hope of all of the mud and muck and mess of our lives, all the circumstances that led us down that path to be cleaned up, for it to be sprinkled as, as clean and cleaner than our barn was when we sprinkled that white lime all over the floors. Now, I know that we're going to muck it up once in a while. We're going to have mud in our lives. We're going to have circumstances that we can't control. We're going to have ups and downs. And we're going to have to turn around once in a while just to start over again. But that constant has not changed. That Jesus Christ was born in a manger, born to be our Savior. Today, yesterday, and tomorrow. And for that, we give thanks this very night. Amen.
And now not because we have to, but because we are grateful. Let us return to God what is ours to share. Let us joyfully offer our time, our treasure, our commitment, and our prayers. I invite the ushers to come forward. Please join me in our offering prayer. God of the stars and the angel songs, as we gather this evening, all our attention is focused on a baby lying in a makeshift bed in an it-will-have-to-do stable. It's not lost on us that you sent your Son, our Savior, into the world among the poorest of the poor and told us, this will be a sign to you. As we present gifts to you, we pray that they might reach those in the greatest need, that they might lift those in the deepest despair, and that they might bring peace and compassion to those who find themselves amidst conflict. We pray this in the name of that holy child, Jesus the Christ, our Savior and Redeemer. Amen.
You do not need to be a member here or of any church to partake in Holy Communion. This is the Lord's table, and it is open to all. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. In the fullness of time, you gave your only Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. And at his birth, the angels sang glory to you in the highest and peace to your people on earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. As Mary and Joseph went from Galilee to Bethlehem and there found no room, so Jesus went from Galilee to Jerusalem and was despised and rejected. As in the poverty of a stable, Jesus was born. So by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water in the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. 
do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you. He gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. May they be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. <clears throat> Through thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ given for you. Amen. As we share the light of Christ, they want you to remember when we're lighting our candles, your lit candle always remains upright. Your unlit candle lights it from the upright lit candle so that we don't have any wax melt on our hands.
May the love of God fill you until you overflow with joy. May the coming of the Christ child free you to live in an upside-down world. Thank you. 